Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. When storms battered California last month, the streets of Planada became rivers, hundreds of homes flooded, and the whole town was evacuated. Now people in this rural Central Valley community are trying to put their lives back together. But as KQED's Vanessa Rancaño reports, many undocumented residents are struggling to access assistance. A note that we're only using first names for the undocumented people in this story to protect their privacy. Husband and wife Rufino and Esmeralda came to Planada 15 years ago in search of better opportunities. They worked in the local fields, almonds, grapes, figs, tomatoes. They saved up to start a small business selling popsicles and snacks. The flood took out everything, their livelihood and much of their home. Rufino stands in his driveway assessing the mold starting to grow on the still damp seats of his ice cream truck. Oh no, un desastre aquí, no, aquí tiramos todos los freezer, estaban llenos de mercancía, los tenía bien llenos yo. He says the water destroyed five commercial freezers full of merchandise, plus the truck, around $23,000 in damage. Inside the house, Esmeralda points out cabinet drawers warped from the water. Aquí todo estaba lleno de agua, mire cómo estaba todo, lleno de lodo. For now, Rufino and Esmeralda have moved into an apartment at a migrant farmworker housing complex on the edge of the town. They're among 40 families temporarily relocated there. Like many other undocumented immigrants in Planada, they still haven't gotten significant financial help. Overall, early estimates showed nearly a quarter of the homes here were impacted. All day, people drive down the main street in trucks loaded with beds, sofas, refrigerators. They unload everything into dumpsters lining the road. I think all these dumpsters have people's lives in it. From the sidewalk, longtime resident Alicia Rodriguez looks on. The losses are especially painful for a community where the poverty rate is almost three times the state's. Rodriguez is one of the local volunteers collecting and distributing donations. Clothes, socks, shoes. She's running a makeshift resource center out of a vacant commercial space. Air mattresses for those that are sleeping on the floor. We're going to be doing microwaves. But the big help, the kind that will rebuild a damaged home and replace its contents, that's left to private insurance or federal disaster assistance from FEMA. And Rodriguez says many residents here can't turn to either. They're slipping through the cracks. Because to get help from FEMA, you need a social security number. And local leaders estimate as many as half of residents in Planada are undocumented. What I see here is that a lot of them are not going to probably get the FEMA because they're not applying. Down the street from Rodriguez's donation center, a weary-looking mechanic named Eduardo is crouched beside a car, changing a tire. Vivo en la esquina de ahí de la tienda de la Broadway Market. Ahí nos pegó toda el agua. The house he rents with his wife and five kids is half a block from here, in the epicenter of the destruction. During the flood, the water was almost waist-high in his house. Creo que nos llegaba casi a la cintura. 
His family just bought new furniture and appliances six months ago. They don't have insurance. No podemos rescatar lo que con tanto esfuerzo compramos. Eduardo's heard FEMA can help cover these losses, but he figures he's not eligible because he's undocumented. Se me complica a mí un poco, pues no tengo seguro social. Federal and local officials say undocumented residents can get help as long as someone in the home has a valid social security number. In Eduardo's case, he could apply through his U.S.-born kids. So we strongly encourage those individuals to take advantage of the opportunity and come open a claim. Sharon Wardale Trejo is a spokesperson for the county who's been trying to get that message out. In the first two days after FEMA opened a recovery center in Planada, she says a total of 45 households filed claims. She sees that as progress. So we're seeing an incremental increase as probably the word gets out there that, hey, you know what, it was okay, and they were able to help me. But for some, that help is out of reach. In what's left of Rufino and Esmeralda's living room, they point out their son's high school diploma, one precious possession the floodwaters spared. He's a freshman at UC Berkeley, in many ways living out the promise that brought them to this country. But their American-born son can't help them here. Because he's no longer at home, they can't use his social security number to apply for aid. Rufino says he's the reason they want support, to help him get ahead. They tried multiple times to get help from FEMA and the Small Business Administration, but got turned away. For those of us who don't have papers, there's no assistance, Rufino says. If they can't get aid, he says they'll have no choice but to go back to working in the fields. They'll keep looking for help. They were told to turn to charitable organizations. But so far, he says, all they've gotten is a $250 gift card. That was KQED's Vanessa Rancaño reporting from Planada. She joins me now. Vanessa, are officials working on this issue, and what are they saying? I talked to Rodrigo Espinosa. He's the county supervisor who represents Planada. And he said this is something he is really worried about. And it's going to come down to philanthropic money. So he's been trying to use his influence to secure more of that. Mm-hmm. I also talked to folks in Senator Esmeralda Soria's office, and they told me the same thing. They've leaned on companies like Lowe's and Pepsi and Walgreens to get things like gift cards or basic supplies out. And what's next for people like Eduardo Rufino and Esmeralda? In Eduardo's case, if he does file a claim with FEMA through one of his kids, an inspector will go out to the house and assess the damage and get back to him about what kind of help is available. Both of these families are staying in migrant farmworker housing temporarily while their landlords work on fixing the damage to their homes. But it's not clear how long that's going to take. That was Vanessa Rancaño with KQED News. Thanks, Vanessa. Thank you. And that's the California Report for Monday, February 6th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. 
Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jason Flom, and you're Maggie Freeling. Hey, Jason. Every day we learn about another person who shouldn't be in prison. 58 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. So glad you're home. If you want to be part of this work, listen to Wrongful Conviction. The podcast where we hand the mic to innocent people to hear their stories. How do you send someone innocent to prison? Listen to new episodes of Wrongful Conviction with Maggie Freeling and Jason Flom on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation, listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines their pursuit of good health, on the web at chcf.org lbca. Paint Care, now with 846 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at schmidtfutures.com. Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. I'm Jason Flom. And you're Maggie Freeling. Hey, Jason. Every day we learn about another person who shouldn't be in prison. 58 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. So glad you're home. If you want to be part of this work, listen to Wrongful Conviction. The podcast where we hand the mic to innocent people to hear their stories. How do you send someone innocent to prison? Listen to new episodes of Wrongful Conviction with Maggie Freeling and Jason Flom on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.